welcome back, fake sports fans, to the 6,000th best fantasy sports podcast in the world. Uh, I am your host, commissioner, and league member most likely to be accused of cheating, uh, AJ, and this is episode 5 of the Friday Funhouse podcast. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed today's podcast as much as I enjoyed making it, as we have the fourth and final segment of our draft breakdown. And then David and Jess join me in person for round one of our sports movie tournament, where we select a winner from the combined basketball and hockey bracket. Uh, before we get into it too deep, I, I just have to apologize for the audio quality uh, during the David and Jess segment. Uh, we were recording in a large open space, and I definitely did not account for how loud we'd be. Uh, so there could be some microphone pops and crackles in there as we kind of uh, exceed the volume limitations of uh, of the program. So apologies in advance. Uh, I can only assure you that it's worth working through, though, because uh, it's a great segment. I, I still feel bad, though. Uh, anyway, we went about twice as long as I expected, so we should definitely get started. Stick around. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have made it. Uh, we finally arrived at the final entry in our draft breakdown. Uh, considering that our draft took place on January 1st, I think we really knocked this out in a timely manner. It only took about six weeks. Uh, mostly I was concerned about overloading any particular episode by doing four to six teams at a time. My goal was to kind of annoy you and possibly injure you with your boredom uh, and, and not kill you, and I feel like I accomplished that goal. Uh, what makes this edition even more exciting is that we're finally going to talk about the top teams in the league. Um, well, two top teams and, and one team that's in last place, which is kind of insane. Uh, as much as I want to jump right into that, I'm going to save it for last and start with my team so I can get the whole you know talking about how amazing I am thing out of the way. And man, am I amazing. I mean, almost. Uh, I actually come in third place in the post-draft point projections, but starting with the keepers, Jacob actually had me rated number one in keeper value, which I would absolutely agree with. And I would say that I even did better than Jacob admits because he thinks that I overpaid for Leon Dreisaitl. Uh First off, Jacob has me overpaying uh, for Dreisaitl by $13, while Yahoo has me underpaying by $12. But more important than that, Dreisaitl is the sixth highest paid player in our league, but only one of two players at this point with 70 or more points on the season. Uh, we heard all about uh, David and Jess following their heart boner last week with Ovechkin and Cos Crosby uh, playing them like top two performers. But then there's Austin Matthews, Nathan McKinnon, and Connor McDavid uh, all making more than Dreisaitl this year as well, with only McDavid posting more points. So, I mean, I'll argue until the death that Dreisaitl is worth every penny. Uh, Jacob, however, was right about the near-highway robbery that I committed in keeping two goalies, uh, Jordan Bennington and Robin Lehner, at a league minimum cap cost. Accepting uh, Miko Koskinen, who I drafted, and Kevin Lincoln, who was picked up on waivers, uh, the the six goalies putting up the most points, uh, more points than Bennington this season, came at an average draft cost of seventy-eight and a half dollars. When it comes to Laner, however, I I'm just angry. Um, and let me elaborate. So one of those two super high-priced people uh, who's making more than Leon Dreisaitl is Nathan McKinnon, uh, who was also sitting on my roster at the end of last year. It felt like a shame to let him go to waste, though, uh, since I was keeping Dreisaitl and I couldn't really afford them both. So I went looking for a trade partner who could make something happen before the draft. And Ashley was really the only person that I could work something out with that quickly. Now, the rule that any player traded pre-draft had to be kept came into play. I couldn't just put McKinnon on her roster. I mean, I probably could have. I doubt anyone would have noticed. But I wanted to play fair. Uh, so I had to take something in return that I wanted. So I saw Rob Lehner sitting there, and he was very highly ranked. And it seemed like Marc-Andre Fleury might be on the outs with Vegas. And Vegas was probably going to win a lot of games. So I figured that would work. Uh, except then Ashley wouldn't have a goalie to keep. So I threw in Jacob Markstrom, uh, which was just so terrible. 
I, I could have kept Markstrom, the third best goalie in the league currently, for $10, just the same as Laner, uh, who is the 41st ranked goalie in the league. Damn it. Had I kept Markstrom, I would have had the third best goalie, the sixth best goalie in Miko Koskinen, who I drafted, and the ninth best goalie in Jordan Bennington for a grand total of $18. But instead, I had Lehner, uh, who's in a platoon with Marc-Andre Fleury and getting absolutely demolished. Uh, Fleury's 5-0 on the season with a 1.8 goals against average, where Lehner's 2-2 two two with a 2.96 goals against average. The Golden Knights seem content on straight platooning them at this point, but it's not hard to imagine Vegas upping the Fleury frequency to see if his numbers can hold up in a bigger sample. Uh, Laner's 18 points in the season are a far cry from the 51.2 that Markstrom's putting up, and I hate it. Um, it's so hard to brag about Koskinen as well. I thought he was a really good pickup at $8 and a solid third goalie, but he has no business being in the top 10 without some tremendous twists of stupidity. On January 12th, the Oilers waived their third-string goaltender, Anton Forsberg. Uh, Forsberg was immediately claimed by the Carolina Hurricanes. Then, four days later, veteran, crease cowboy, and decorated fist fighter Mike Smith went on the long-term IR. Whoops. The Oilers then picked up uh, Troy Grosnick off waivers from the Kings, but he spent his entire time rostered by the Oilers on COVID IR before he could actually move to Canada. So Koskinen found himself as the team's only goalie, essentially, as he started 13 of their first 14 games. Those 13 starts lead the league, and sure, he's picked up a third-best six wins in those games, but that's also a league-worst 44 goals allowed and a second-worst seven losses. Still, fantasy points accumulate quickly for players who never leave the ice. And Koskinen has accrued quite a few. But that's probably done now, as Mike Smith just returned from IR and has already posted two wins, allowing one goal on 66 shots. So at the very best, Koskinen is likely a platoon goalie now. Uh, so really, I, I guess all I have to be proud of is Bennington, I, I suppose. Still, I, I did snag Mike Smith off of waivers, and the Oilers seem to be playing better overall, winning six of their last seven behind an offense that leads the league in goals scored. So maybe the days off will help Miko, and the Smith-Koskinen pair will actually do me proud. Um, we'll see. Uh, beyond the keeper shenanigans, only a couple of draft picks actually stick out. I probably overpaid for Patrick Kane, but at that point in the draft, I really needed a right winger, and he was likely the very best player left on the board. His six goals and 11 assists in the first 14 games have him ranked as the sixth best skater in our league to date, making it a lot easier to stomach his $211 salary. On the opposite end, I dramatically underpaid for Patrice Bergeron, who was left hanging until the very late in the draft when there were precious few dollars left to spend. Uh, snagging the seventh ring uh, skater uh, for $39 just feels like a major win. And then you can toss in Tyson Barry, who's currently ranked as the second best defenseman in the league for $31. And I drafted or kept four of the top 25 skaters, which is best in the league. Uh, but I definitely wasn't done. Uh, being the only person who apparently accesses the league from an actual computer has major benefits, as I'm easily able to put together trade proposals. And after weeks of saying someone should trade Ashton to goalie, I took my own advice and did. I flipped JT Miller, who stole $120 from me in the draft, along with goalie uh, Eunice Corposalo to Ashton for 21st-ranked Philip Forsberg and Alex Petrangelo who immediately got COVID. Fuck. Still, Petrangelo's average, average stats immediately made him my best defenseman, and Forsberg added a volume shooter and some extra punch to my lineup. In my Week 3 win over Isaiah's hockey team, Forsberg led my team with 14 shots on goal and posted two goals and three assists. So really, I just want to emphasize that I didn't cheat as hard as I could have, and I'm not the absolute evil genius that Jacob claims I am. 
but I'm also leading the league overall by 33 points and sit in first place overall while holding a commanding lead over the second best in overall points, the Cellar Dwellers. So things are going pretty okay, I'd say. Still, it's hard not to be envious of some of the massive cap dollars that are sitting out there for some teams. Uh, but enough about me. Let's talk about the only person in the league that I ever care about beating, Jacob. Jacob just updated his team named Deweez and the Juice, which I think is a reference to Pauly Shore, Brendan Fraser, and the classic Encino Man, uh, which kind of makes sense for Jacob. Uh, an African native who found himself in the frozen U.S., much like Brendan Fraser's caveman character. Anyway, uh, Jake rated uh, the Weezers as the fifth best in keeper value, keeping forwards Ryan O'Reilly, Kyle Connor, and goalie Andre Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky is obviously the prize of the bunch, uh, and the second-rated goaltender in our league, and backstop to the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Add in the goalie madness that hit our league this year, and keeping Vasilevsky is a no-brainer. He did come into the cost, though, as Jacob paid $193 to keep him on the roster. Yahoo put him at a $212 value, so really, it's a reasonable cost. Where Vasilevsky was an obvious prize, though, uh, keepers Connor and O'Reilly were just sneaky good values. Uh, both of them coming in at a league minimum $10. They're the 49th and 60th ranked skaters overall in our fantasy scoring to start our season with 40 and 41 points. Uh, 20 bucks for a center and a left wing who are consistently producing is pretty sweet, really. Jacob only dropped what could be considered big money on two other players. Uh, the sixth best defenseman of the league to date, Roman Josie, uh, who he snagged for $122. That feels like a good grab, as having a top blue liner can be very difficult to achieve, uh, though a bit pricey, as the five players scoring better have an average cost of $46 each. Really, Jacob's entire blue line is stacked. He has six rostered defensemen, and all are in the top 40 of defensive players. Ryan Ellis, Charlie McAvoy, and Adam Fox are 11th through 13th in defensemen. That means, in a 12-team league, Jacob owns four of the top 13 defensemen, which is pretty nuts. If Jacob overpaid for Josie, the average cost of the next three makes it well worth it, as they come in at less than 20 bucks per person. Samsonov, though, um, he can be counted as a complete waste. Coming in at $99, Samsonov has only had two starts so far in the season, going 1-1 with a 3-3-6 goals against average. Worse uh, than his 868 save percentage, though, is the coronavirus that he's caught. Um, He sat out nine straight contests for the Capitals on COVID IR, uh, watching Vitek Vanacek go 5-4 in that time, while posting a much better 903 save percentage. That's a lot of IR for that cap space. Uh, Yahoo's most recent update on Tuesday the 9th, um, and really it's not super encouraging for Ilya. Uh, Quoting Samsonov, there were a few days that were challenging for me, he said through an interpreter. I had trouble breathing for a little bit there and walking a bit. A couple days where I felt pretty sick, but I'm starting to feel better, and I'm at the point now where I feel comfortable. Yeah, it was extremely difficult. The first five days went by, but after those five days, it was very difficult to just stay home and not see anybody. Obviously, I texted some of the guys and talked with my parents, but that was probably one of the most challenging things, just staying at home and not being able to see anyone. I feel you, Ilya. If Samsonov was a waste, though, Jacob more than made up for it by drafting John Gibson. He kept Vasilevsky, the second best goalie in the league, at a cost of 193 but snagged Gibson, the fourth best goalie in the league, at $14. Really, it's difficult to find anything in Jacob's lineup that's super disappointing. Uh, Jonathan Messerschalt is certainly underperforming, dropping uh, from his preseason ranking of 81st all the way to 309th, but at only a $37 price tag, it's not the end of the world. Mike Hoffman drops from 75th down to 157th, but again, only $33. If you're going to fail, fail cheap. Interestingly, uh, 13 of Jacob's 18 rostered players are actually outperforming their preseason rankings at the moment, which is pretty nuts. Uh, compare that to like Isaiah, 
who only has five players outperforming their preseason rankings, and 13 is pretty impressive. Really, though, you'd expect that to average out uh, to some extent. Of course, some of the overachievers are worthy of some skepticism. Uh, Joe Pavelski was ranked 232nd in preseason, and he's currently just outside of the top 25. Likewise, uh, Connor Garland is currently ranked 222 spots better than his preseason ranking. James Van Riemsdyk is currently ranked 15th, 213 spots better than his preseason ranking. And John Gibson is 171 spots better than projected. That's pretty fucking lucky, really. Uh, You can see how some of these folks might regress. Pavelski, for one, is converting 27% of his 30 shots on goal this season, which is disgusting. Uh, Consider this against his average of 12.6 over 3,000 career shots, and it stands to reason that he'll regress. Uh, His February 2nd outing is a great example of this ridiculousness. Uh, He took five shots on goal and still posted two goals and two assists. Uh, Of course, since then, he's posted one goal and one assist on 11 shots, which is a much more reasonable rate. Still, his hot start has him as the 7th in the NHL at 1.45 points per game. Van's Re- Van Riemsdyk seems to be fairly similar, uh, converting a sizzling 23.3% of his shots on goal against a career average of 12.1%. His 1.38 points per game have him rated as 10th in the NHL currently. Connor Garland, on the other hand, looks like he's just hot. His 10% shooting percentage is far more reasonable, and he's just a volume shooter, uh, tied for 10th in the league in shots on goal with 47 with 5 goals and 8 assists in 12 games played, his 1.08 points per game have him ranked 37th in the NHL. It really just feels like in this, his third year, he's maturing into a player who gets more into the action. And his season points per game have increased from .38 his rookie season to .57 last year to just over 1 this season. And, of course, he's named Connor, so you know that he's destined for greatness. Similar to Garland, I actually expect John Gibson to keep his numbers up as well. Uh, He's second in the league and starts with 12, which is a major plus for your goalies. Another plus is the relatively low number of shots he faces, as Anaheim is allowing 27.2 shots on goal in his starts, which is 7th best in the NHL. Those low numbers of shots, combined with Gibson's decent 9-2-3 save percentage and and 2.25 goals allowed per game, make him a candidate for a win every time the Ducks play. Unfortunately for Jacob, Anaheim scores the league-worst 1.93 goals per game, which explains why, despite solid defense and goaltending, the Ducks are only 6-9 and nine on the season. All told, it looks like Jacob is what he is every year, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, add in the $105 of cap space, and even if Pavelski and Van Riemsdyk fall off, he has some wiggle room to work out a deal somewhere. Uh, very frustrating for me. Um, with Jacob and Anthony, though, both winning their games handily this week, Next week looks to put two four no teams against each other. So, Jacob, I'll uh, see you there. So that covers the top two teams in the league who rated third and first in projected points on the season. But if you want to review the person who was rated second in projected starts or points, you're going to have to scroll all the way down in the rankings. Like, all the way down. Down, down. To 12th place, where you'll find Isaiah's hockey team. Isaiah is 0-3, having lost all of his contests by an average of 25 points, and is the only team in the league who has yet to score 400 points on the season. Isaiah's journey to the basement has been an interesting one. Uh, Starting the league in 2013, Isaiah placed 5th out of 6 teams the first year he played, but that's okay, because honestly, I think placing 5th out of 6th is far less embarrassing than placing 1st out of 6th, but he'll have to take that up with David, I guess. The next season, the league expanded to 10 teams, and Isaiah won it all. Um, In 2015, though, he regressed to a little, uh, placing 6th in our 12-team league. 
But then in 2016 and 17, Isaiah placed second both years. Uh, very strong finishes in a 12-team league. But that all feels so long ago. As in 2019, Isaiah placed ninth out of 10 teams and spent the second half of the season looking for players to stash on his roster as potential keepers for this year. And now he finds himself in the basement again, despite the league expanding. One has to wonder how many tables he's broken in halftime speeches as he tries to motivate the troops. It's so weird to think that we ended up here, especially after Isaiah had what appeared to be a very strong draft. He kept Braden Point, Sebastian Aho, and Jake Gunsel, all of who were projected to be 12, 25 players. Uh, he had another top 15 projected skater in Andrei Shevchnikov. Um, of those four, though, only Braden Point is actually producing near his preseason projections, uh, falling from 22nd to 25th in the rankings. Uh, Sveshnikov falls 82 places, though, all the way down to 92nd, and Aho falls 113 places to 122nd, while Gunsel plummets 141 places to 161st, as the once high-powered Penguins drop all the way to 20th in goals scored per game. But where Jacob got lucky with a handful of players and has 13 players outperforming their preseason rankings, Isaiah has the exact opposite, where 13 players are underperforming. Uh, winger Alex Brindicat and defenseman Quinn Hughes and Darnell Nurse stand out as the only bright spots for hockey team's roster, as Brindicat has skated his way into the top 20 with 7 goals and 8 assists for the Blackhawks. Hughes was the 115th ranked skater in the preseason, but is the third best defenseman in the league so far, with an absurd 16 assists to go along with one lone goal. And Nurse joins him in the top five, uh, representing the high-power Edmonton Oilers with six goals and six assists. Uh, in a league where Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are the top two players, it's good to be a defenseman on the Edmonton Oilers, apparently. But that's a very short list of bright spots, right? The goalie situation really doesn't get him a whole lot better. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, which would be a great name for a porn star, honestly. Uh, I just like to imagine a Fiery Ice starring Mac Blackwood as a down-on-his-luck goalie assigned to the AHL and Beatrice Beaver, an up-and-coming Canadian women's hockey coach who helps Mac rediscover his passion for life, hockey, and Canadian women who can stick handle. Super excited about the parody scene involving the triple, triple dyke, I, I mean deke, by the way. Uh, anyway, uh, what I was saying is that Mac Blackwood was supposed to be a premier goalie in New Jersey this season. Uh, he went 2-1 and one, uh, with a nearly 950 save percentage and less than two goals allowed per game in the Devils' first three games. Then he hit the COVID list, and he's been on IR since January 19th. Uh, likewise, uh, Peter Mrazek started with Hurricane season 2-1 and one with a 955 save percentage and less than one goal allowed per game, and then he busted his thumb up. While Mrazek was the better half of the James Reimer platoon, Reimer's held the fort down in his absence as the Canes have started the season 8-3 and three and are 8th in the NHL in goals against average. Blackwood looks to come off the IR soon, but there's no schedule yet for Mrazek's return. The only bright spot in the goalie core, uh, Kevin Lankinen, feels lucky as fuck, really. Lankinen's 5-5 five five on the season with a 2.55 goals against average, but Chicago's other netminders, Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia, are combined 1-4 and four in just fucking awful. Delia has a goals against average of 5 and an 8.63 save percentage, while Subban is giving up half a goal more per game than Lankinen. So it's just been a heavy dose of Lankinen in Chicago, as he gets all the starts for the Blackhawks right now. And, just like Miko Koskinen, if you're not the best goalie, more starts mean more points. And so Lankinen is the sixth best goalie in the league to date. The outlook, outlook isn't completely hopeless for Isaiah, though. If Blackwood and Mrazic can get into form, Sean Couturier is ready to come off IR, and he posted two goals and an assist in his return outing on February 7th. I would expect that Braden Point, Brindicat, and Nurse will continue to produce, and if Aho can get his shit together, maybe Isaiah's got something here. 
I mean, at the very least, he's got 62 cap dollars, so he can at least try to make a move to get into the playoffs. Working against Isaiah, though, are a couple of factors. Uh, first, it's a very short season. There's only 10 weeks remaining already. Uh, second, his scoring output the first four weeks isn't going to help him win any tiebreakers. Uh, the good news is, is that he's about to bust out of the winless column, though, as he holds a commanding lead over fellow loser Michael's team. And we know what one win can do for the confidence of a team. So we'll see. Still, it's really hard to watch a former champion struggle so much. You wonder how many more good season Isaiah, seasons Isaiah can play from the basement before he hangs up his virtual skates for good. You guys, this is so exciting. We finally wrapped up all this draft talk, and I'm a, I am hope you're as happy as I am to be done with it all. I, I mean, now I can move on to my next gimmick that I have lined up, which will remain top secret until next week. But for now, let's take a break. excited for our next segment i actually have here with me in the house probably breaking all sorts of covid rules uh david and jess but they've had it so they're immune they can they can bring their germs in here with me i guess um but we're going to talk about uh movies plural today uh we're not just reviewing one single hockey movie we're going to actually have a little bracketed tournament with a handful of movies uh we've got a few different brackets we've got miscellaneous um we've got a baseball bracket a football bracket but today we're going to be talking about our fourth bracket, which is hockey and basketball combined. Um, realistically, there's probably enough basketball movies out there to make a full bracket on its own, but there's not as many great hockey movies. I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up. I mean, you kind of run out of good basketball movies pretty quickly, too. But, um, yeah, say hello, David. Let's see. Oh, hi. How's it going? And Jess? Hi. So, um, I sent them the list of movies ahead of time. Uh, so, we've already had personal conflict and fighting over this uh, because... Uh, a rule that Jacob and I have specifically is that anytime David says a movie's good, you know that it sucks. <laughs> so we already don't trust his. Yeah, no, that's it's, it's pretty true. David's like, oh, I went to the movie theater, saw this movie, it was great. You should go see it. You know immediately. Don't whatever. Don't I still think that you guys need to watch Tax Collector. I love that movie. So uh, I've heard good things about that one, but uh, at the same time, Jess and I have been fighting over the last couple of days because one of the movies on this list she absolutely hates. And it's one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite sports movies of all time. So, um, so mostly I'm just here to act as a tiebreaker. I want to hear David and Jess, you know, um, basically go through couples therapy here and, and have some fights over what movies they think are the best in this. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll get us kicked off. Uh, our first matchup today is going to be a hockey versus basketball matchup. So we have Goon, uh, starring Sean William Scott and Lee Schreiber. Uh, as minor league hockey enforcers, uh, co-starring Allison Pill of the Scott Pilgrim versus the Universe fame as the uh, love interest. Uh, against the basketball documentary Hoop Dreams, um, I'm not sure why we have a documentary on the list, honestly. Uh, it follows William Gates and Arthur Gee, high school students, uh, who are trying to make it big in basketball. They're all noticing here in the background, like, don't talk, he's talking, don't talk, he's talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're all in the same room, you might as well be. Right, I don't. You're normal. If you're going to hear me, you're going to hear me. Yeah, okay. your normal rude-ass <laughs> self. So, so yeah, let's open this up. Um, good versus Hoop Dreams, I feel like this one's actually going to be pretty quick. So, real quick, I think we need to clarify something. Hoop Dreams has multiple versions, as we found out. Uh, just discussed yeah, yeah. It appears that there was one in 2012 and one in 1994. Mm -hmm. I recall the 1994 one vaguely. Fair. That's a long time ago. I was unaware until roughly... Jesus, that's like 27 years ago at this Shut point. Shut 
your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I was unaware that there was a second one until roughly seven, eight minutes ago. So I do not feel prepared to speak on it. It was like seven or eight minutes ago when you finally decided that you should be ready to talk about it. You're like, oh wait, I should do some research. No, I'm it, totally it, with you with that shit. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. I've never seen it. Never seen it. I mean, that's a good point to bring up, actually, is that um, the movies that are in the list as a whole, right? So I've got 32 movies for us to talk about over the next few weeks. The movies on the list as a whole came from a brain trust, right? And not everybody has seen all the movies on the list. And so like, immediately you know that this is kind of a bullshit way to you know actually rank these things right um i think i saw the the 2012 version of Dream dreams now that i think about it because the high school uniforms definitely didn't look like they're from 1994 right. well and it's haircuts i was gonna say it also sounds like i mean it's about the same like let's be honest it's it's an updated version of, yeah so it's well, when I went back and I, I Googled it, because you know, I didn't know which one I had seen or not, I was kind of excited to look at it, because I was like, oh, it's a documentary. At first, I thought people were like blue chips or something, because it was suggested by Jacob, and, you know, Jacob, Jacob, I can't say half the things Jacob has said in the past, but <laughs> Jacob, um, so I realized it was a documentary, I was like, oh, this is exciting, I'm going to click in here, and I'm going to see maybe a couple of, like, college superstars, or maybe low-level NBA players who made it. No, 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 no name recognition whatsoever. I have no idea who these people are. So obviously um, their dreams were crushed at some point. It might be fun to do aware of it now and see how they like each one. We need pop-up videos to take pop, care of. Pop-up video for pop-up videos, videos for Geek Dreams. I, mean, I, mean, I don't want to do any of the research. I don't want to read. I just want to sit back on the couch and participate that way. I mean, <laughs> nobody wants to do the research on the videos either, but it's oh. fun to see no, right, random exactly, shit that pops exactly. up, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, for you young kids, pop-up video was a thing when we used to have television <laughs> that showed music, and it just kind of popped up and told us. Who's the youngest person in our league? Your brother. Uh, maybe. I wonder how old Ash is. I'm, I wonder how old Michael is. I, I feel like Michael might be like three months old because I think he's a figment of action. No, uh, I believe just based on normal technology cycles, he's at least two years old because he's in the hand of the end user. So that's mm. how long. I no, know. Yeah, so there had to be some testing and some testing yeah, yeah, some production like type. Okay, okay. He's either a robot or not real. Yeah, I'm so not sure at this point. Kevin assumes that he's AI and he had to be developed in a lab somewhere. I just think that he's an email address that Ashton spent 30 seconds signing up for. Well, I mean, okay. Let's, well, I'm going to back up real quick. I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. Okay? We're not, we're going to stop the whole, which movies. I mean, I'm there's not a whole lot of debate on I this know. one, right? Like, okay. like, no, there's no debate. Okay, on okay. okay. Moves on. So we're going to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about in round one. You straight up admitted on your podcast that you pick, pick, uh, or your, um. I knew it was coming. Oh, this is a hatchet yeah. job. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not here to talk about the draft. I am here to talk about movies. I don't know um, what you're talking about. Uh, if you have questions about movies, feel free to ask them. I'm no, I'm talking about this. this is what's supposed to be started with our draft. Anyway, you picked their keepers. That is not okay. Not okay. I understand why you did it. Generally no, speaking, though, like, not why is it not okay? Okay. Are you going to set their lineups every week? Fuck no. Okay. So why are you picking their pickers or, or their keepers? Um... So I picked Dave Young's keepers because Dave Young knows nothing about hockey. Okay. Okay. Now, Pepe. Okay. He knows a lot about hockey. He doesn't know players. He knows goalies. Okay. Okay. You didn't pick his pickers. Uh, did Pepe ask me for help? Did they? Dave did specifically okay. because Dave is also super sick. Like, leading up to the draft. I will give, I will give, give you I will okay. give you that okay. one. Okay. And you also did Ashton's, right? Uh-huh. Did she ask for help? 
let me let me ask a question before I answer that question. Are you just angry that Ashton is three and zero and performing way better than you are? No. Are you pissy because she got Austin Matthews through keeper instead of getting Austin Matthews by buying Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> Okay. I love that that's still talked about. I'm just saying, if we're comparing the rules and we're going to actually start protesting things, no, no. where was the protest in the history? Oh, no, no. You are not aware of the protest over the Girl Scout cookies. No, I was pissed off about the Girl Scout cookies, but I was like, I don't this to stop it. I was like, this is fucking weird. What do you going to do? Here's the thing. We all know, like, side deals happen, whether we want to admit them or not. Okay? Um... I can't tell you how many defensemen I picked up over the years by sending people pictures of my bundle. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Well, too. that is. If I ever I get that, you're not getting a defenseman. You're getting a police officer. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, it's it, it just I. Yes, I am super competitive. Everybody knows I am super okay. competitive. Okay. Am I pissed off about my team right now? Uh, of course I am. Uh-huh. Because they suck. What the hell for? You okay. don't have seven goalies. That was the you're right. You're a dumbass. Nobody goalie. made you pick Sidney Crosby as the second highest paid player in the league. I'm not even talking about. Okay. I don't, I, my keepers are my keepers. Okay. I chose them though. Okay. Um, they did not choose it. I get Dave Jones. I get that. Okay. So, so Ashton also asked me her for help. She was super busy at work. She didn't have time to look at anything. Okay. Again, maybe specify that next time. I don't know. Specify? Specify is a word. Okay. Can you spell it? No. Okay, just making sure. No, no. I barely pass English ever. Stop. For every word we use here, we have to spell? No. No. It's just randomized. I'm stop and ask whether or not things are words. I just figured I'd put you on the spot. No, that's okay. That's fine. 100%. But then if I would be like, okay, if they actually ask for help, I would be more okay with it than I was. When I heard that, I told you. So, ooh, I, okay, okay. So, are you fucking I kind of feel bad about picking the keepers for Michael in the sense that he's one not trying to a wall. Like, I don't know that he's an actual person. We might as well just let Auto Draft pick a team for him and whatever the hell happened, happened. I haven't been looking, <laughs> but I kind of feel like he's not even setting his lineup at this point. I'm not sure. I don't know. But, I will tell you, Curtis cannot get his app on his tablet. <laughs> His Sorry. phone, his anything to Is he load. using like the Huawei or whatever that Chinese phone? Huawei? Yeah. No, uh, oh. he uses an Apple. Um, he has like a iPhone six, seven, like an old ass version. Well, I but, think it's actually called S. It's an iPhone S for stone tablet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, iPhone Moses. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so, okay, so one, one other thing though, one other thing though, I I did Ashley's keepers too. How do you feel about that? Okay. I don't like that, and okay. here's why: because we fall in the same position that you and Ashley fall in, barring the fact that Jess does a lot of hers. But we don't discuss who we're keeping and stuff like that. Like I make the decision, she makes her decision, and then we're like, "That's what we're doing." What do you think of it? It's not an ongoing conversation. We try not to do that. We try not to work out yeah. trades and stuff like that because we do. We are. I'm not gonna lie. We are trying to work out a trade, but oh. By the way, it can't happen. <laughs> I mean, I can try to help you guys with that after this because obviously I'm the person who can figure out the fucking cap in our league because right. nobody else even tries. No, 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 I get it. But I think I think that if we're talking about the ethics of the, all of the individual teams I did the keepers for, Ashley's is by far the least ethical because I attempted to trade Raper in the process and I fucked it up. How do you mess that up? So, um, I have to hear it. So, I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you would know. But, I, I didn't listen to the third. Listen. Okay. Were you, was, were you super sleepy too? No. Oh, okay. No, no. I, I okay. actually put it on more thing. 
I got you. I got you, boo. I mean, that's why I say it. I don't know what's happening. wins, right? I mean, we kind of expected that to happen. Um, round two, we have another documentary. Uh, we have Space Jam, the uh, story of Michael Jordan saving the Looney Tunes from space aliens and rediscovering his love of basketball before he returned back to the NBA. So, um, you know, a really, really great documentary there. I mean, just inspirational, really heartwarming, and, you know, a national favorite, I would think. Uh, versus White Men Can't Jump uh, with Woody Harrelson uh, and Wesley Snipes. Um, not a documentary. Not a documentary, this one. Uh, but possibly based on a true story. Um, at the very least, Wesley Snipes has a, you know, a noted tax avoider. I did not and you know, about him, like how he hustles money on the side to the IRS. Right, doesn't know. Right. You should talk to Shadow LaBeouf. Or LaBeouf. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the tax collector. I mean, oh, they, yeah. get something yeah. worked out there. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Shadow would kill him. I, I, I don't know that whole movie. Oh, you um, but another important part of this movie is that, um, that White Men Can't Jump also uh, stars Rosie Perez's boobs, which I think is very important. Very important. Although those nipples are kind of interesting, but I don't want to talk bad on her because I actually have enjoyed her work recently. I think <laughs> she's doing a great job out there. So anyway, Special versus White Men Can't Jump. Two basketball movies. What do you got? So I'm actually really debating on this one. Okay, I remember growing up and watching White Man That Can't Jump and loving that movie. Yeah. I, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. But I watched Space Jam, and I have watched Space Jam with Liam, and he loves it. So, like, the mom in me is like, oh, okay, this is something I grew up watching, and he likes it. Yeah. And we can like it together, right? But it is kind of cool that it's like, White men can't jump. Versus one of the best black athletes in the history of mankind. Is that what you're going with? No. Yeah, that's a little bit of a dangerous slope to jump right. on there. Um, so, okay, it's just... Uh, it's such a, such a topic, right? Okay. Well, we can leave the racism until we get to Hoosiers. Uh, I didn't watch it. But, uh, like, you know, honestly, like, we'll, we'll go there. Like, you know, going like a white white boy going to with you know going with a black guy and it's like they're they're good together and like you just i don't know I, is that about space jam i mean what, what, what race would you call about funny he's whiter than michael jordan yeah true <laughs> i true. mean i don't know i just like i, I, I think that's kind of this cool is not about like, space jam I don't think so no, no, i think it's i think it's definitely about Woody i do love the fact that like she straight up go to jeopardy and like kills it on jeopardy though i'm not gonna lie um, but, I don't know, that's a hard one for me. Um, I mean, it might simplify. Do you think Liam will ever hear this podcast and hear you say that you don't like Space Jam as much as you like White Men Can't Jump? I mean, No, because that's the thing. I, I really do like Space Jam. Like, I, I know that's really bad, but I do like I don't know why it's bad, though. Like, everybody likes Space Jam. They do. Yeah. They do like it, but... And it's got one of the best cameos um, out there. Um, it's got Newman from Seinfeld. Yep. He's the best cameo in the history of mankind. We won't talk about Bill Murray's cameo. <laughs> Love me funny. some Bill Murray cameo. <laughs> yeah, it actually is a really good one. I, I, I'm going to have to go with Space Jam here. Um, it, it comes down to nostalgia factor. I'm but, I mean, I, I do enjoy the fact that we're getting closer. In so one of my major issues with Hoop Dreams versus Goon first yeah. round was the gap. Yeah. Because culturally, we're a different culture, we're a different society, games have evolved, games yeah. have changed. So you can't really, and plus, let's, I mean, one is ballet on ice, 
for hockey, and the other is... Yeah, but Goon isn't really about ballet on ice as much as it's about a guy who can't skate but has really hard knuckles. Uh, I, I can I can understand that, but comparative to Hoop Dreams, yeah. we, we definitely... I'm going to have to go to Space Jams because... Or Space Jam, sorry. Simply because it's more iconic for the period. I remember it more. It takes me back to my childhood more than White Man Kid Jump. Okay, okay. So really, we're waiting for you to make a decision. Okay, if we're going down that route, then for sure I'm going to go with Space Jam. But your decision isn't based on his criteria. You can choose what you want because you want it. But I also feel like I know where you're going to go with it, too. I feel like you're going to go with uh, Space Jam. So mine, even if I went White Man, can't jump. I don't know. You got Rosie Perez's boobs out there. Rosie Perez, don't get me in. Are you really that big of a boob guy versus an ass guy? I mean, like, I gotta... I mean, I don't want to commit to one or the other. Like, why can't you have both? Well, no, no, you totally can see that. So, like, why, why... Ask anybody from gay men to straight men to women to everybody in the universe, babies, infants, uh, everybody loves boobs. I get it. You can see a flat trick with a great ass and still just be like, that's cardboard. (laughs) Um... Alright. You're going with Rosie Perez's boobs. It's alright. I think I think I think I am going to go with Sorry. Um, I know, it's difficult. This one is a hard one for me because like I said, like I remember growing up watching both of them and loving them both. But I, the mom in me goes to Space Jams because that's Liam and I. We watch it. We connect with it. He likes it. I like it. Whatever. But I really, for what I remember of it, I like White Man Can't Jump either. So I think I am going to go with White Man. Like for me, only okay. White Man Can't Jump. Okay. That's fine. Um, so I did... I did like a little write up on on Space Jam once for my team at work just because it was fun. And um, somebody at a college actually broke down the entire box score for Space Jam one time. And it's actually super funny to go out there and look at it. Um, it's basically um, uh, the the Looney Tune Squad is shooting all the threes, and the monsters are doing nothing but dunking. Like it's literally dunks versus three pointers. Um, it's it's an absurd so uh, who box won? score. Um, ultimately, uh, you know, the Looney Tunes team wins it. I mean, I don't know if you recall. Hashtag sports. The Looney Tunes get their freedom. Um, so I, it, it comes down to my tie-breaking vote here. Um, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going with Space Jam. Yeah, I knew that one. Uh, because, uh, uh, there's some super solid, uh, Lola Bunny cosplays out there. And we're going to move on to the next topic. Oh my god. <laughs> no, oh my god.
I just want them to out themselves so we can make fun of them. Netflix over this? Yes. Oh my god. I did. I just had a great Peroni episode though, <laughs> that was really funny. It's bad. Watch the documentary. Just make it through the same 20 minutes that I did. It's actually like a two hour documentary. I make it 20 minutes and then I'm done. But I feel so much better about my life. <laughs> I'm not a Peroni. I don't live at home and my grandma doesn't drive me everywhere. I mean, that's fair. All right. Let's move on to the next set. What do we got here? All right. So, um,. The next two movies are actually just, you know, movies about white people, um, almost exclusively. <laughs> and I didn't really intend for it to be this way, because when I think about uh, the first movie, Hoosiers, uh, set in, like, the 1950s Indiana, when only short white guys played basketball, apparently. Um, you know, it's a very, it's very evident when you think of the culture around basketball today that you're just watching a bunch of really unathletic white guys play basketball. And that's what the whole movie is about. It's about how a ragtag upstart team of white dudes that are really good at running for endurance, but really bad at all of the things that make people great at basketball, somehow win the state championship. Versus the movie that I didn't even think about, Grayson. Uh, Miracle, about the 1980 U.S. Olympic men's hockey team, uh, when there might have been like one black person in the entire world playing hockey at that point. Okay. And he was probably Russian, and he was probably playing like somewhere in the steps or something. <laughs> Um, so okay. Miracle versus Hoosiers. So here's the thing. Disclaimer: I hate Miracle. Really? I really do. I don't like it. I hate watching it. Why do you hate it? Um, yeah, because of you. Yeah, because I've had to watch it probably a hundred times a year. I mean, like it's it's played a lot in our household, but I've never seen. How do you pronounce it? Hoosier? Hoos? Hoosiers. Whatever. Um, I've never seen that either. So we have a friend, uh, Rebecca and Andy, they're from Indiana. David's like, just call Andy. He'll tell you all about it. And so I called them on the way up here. Actually, I was like, okay, I need to kind of run down on this movie. He's like, you've never seen it. He told me he's quoting that this is the movie that, uh, all, all underdog movies are made from this movie or made about this Whatever story. story. So I I like a good underdog story, but I didn't never I hate to say like this is my choice because hey, that's you know, I've never seen it. So I have to go with Miracle. And so I'm really pissed off that you made me go to Miracle. <laughs> because I've seen it. I've seen it like a million friggin' times. Like It's so brutal that like you want to lean towards Hoosiers because you love the underdog tale, right? Yeah, I do like it. Okay. A good one. But you've yeah. never seen it, so you can't pick it. Right. Okay. I mean, honestly, I feel like you, you shouldn't be excluded from picking it because you haven't seen it, but that would feel super weird to yeah, pick right. a movie that you haven't seen. Right. But from my perspective, Miracle is an underdog story as well. Like, it's this is pre-professional um, players in the Olympic days, right? So these are collegiate athletes, and they're all American collegiate athletes, so it's not like we're sniping a few Canadians that have come down to the U.S. to go to school. And you're facing the big, bad Russian, you know, team. Who, at that point, you have to remember, at that point, the reason that those guys played, they literally trained year-round for one game. Yeah. I know. I. And national pride in communist countries is bigger than We have watched this movie how many times? And you've explained it to me a million times, too. Uh, like, so, like, okay, beyond that, like, there are just so many parallels between the two movies, okay. which is why I put them up against each other, because it's the two inspirational stories of this bracket. Um, there's the really great scene in Hoosiers where the coach um, comes out uh, and talks about 
like pregame jitters and how these guys are scared to play in this game and like they're intimidated by the by the foe and he comes out with a tape measure and he measures the lane and then he measures the distance to the hoop and he's just trying to tell his kids hey this is the exact same thing you've been doing all year you're it's the same court the same dimensions everything's the same mm-hmm. it's just another team over there stopping intimidated by the moment by the different atmosphere um and you compare that to like her brooks's big speech in miracle um where he talks about you know if we played them 10 times they'd win nine but not tonight you know that was mm-hmm. the big moment in miracle so they're kind of the same type of movie to me so for anybody to say that hoosiers is like the underdog tale i mean that's what Miracle is as well. Okay. Although I would assume that he hasn't seen Miracle. No, no, Andy has. I okay. will say this. Andy has seen Miracle at very sports. Heavy. The the caveat that we need to implement here and be be aware, cognizant of, is that he is from Indiana. Oh, okay. He this is yeah. I believe this is actually included in kindergarten packets yeah. is, and then received every year is a new copy of the <laughs> fifth grade you have to be able to recite the entire movie or something. Right, right. Uh, okay, so this is also the place in Colorado Springs. Like there, I think Yeah, so right, uh yeah, so that, that is That was kinda of cool. Yeah. So that is something else. Uh, miracle I that wins if I I absolutely I do enjoy you pinning these two because they are a underdog stories. Insurmountable odds. Yeah. Let's be realistic. Yeah. They, there is no way if you handed me a hundred dollars and said, "Who you gonna bet on the Lake Placid games to walk yeah. away?" I, no, it would not have been. It would have been the Big Red Machine. Yeah. Okay. It is what it is. And then Hoosiers. I mean, well, don't they kill your family? Well, exactly. Um, maybe. Maybe. Well, there's an interesting story about one of their power forwards. They lost a major game. He didn't get back on the bus. And they, he moved out. His family moved out of camp by the time they returned. <laughs> Validity, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think one of the fun things about uh, the stories of like the old Soviet Union hockey teams are the, the players that went to competitions in different countries and just left. And somehow never made it back to Russia. Like Shed Rock. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings used to have like basically and I yeah, got, a bunch of defectors from the Soviet Union. I'm going to say this incorrectly, I, and I apologize if I offend anybody. They literally had like the Soviet Union secret underground railroad. Yeah. They would they, no. I mean, that's how they ended up winning like their, their they, first Stanley Cup. That's how they generated eight or dynasty. Whenever that was, dynasty. They basically had the Russian line of mm-hmm. forwards who were so freaking talented. Yeah, but no, they would walk them all down the ground. And the reason I call it that is very. I, I chose that that expression very uh, straight. I didn't choose that. That is how it was relayed to me upon, you know reading and stuff like that. The thing is, is they would literally allow these players to get away from their security guards in the airport only because Russia had believed that they had enough control to keep them on path. Mm. These guys would go to the bathroom. Well, and it makes sense to do it at a place like an airport because you can very immediately get on a plane and right. fly somewhere else or like a train station or something. You can hop on a train and go the other direction. And then it makes sense when you think about it from this perspective. Like, you have a defector, he makes it out, and the Red Wings sign him, and he's from Russia, and he's coming over to all this culture shock and everything else. If the next defector that comes over is looking for something familiar and is, like, home, he's going to gravitate towards that other person that did the same thing, because they need... Well, Detroit Red Wings would actually send people over there to talk to him. Yeah. His entire documentary <laughs> on those, like, those international tournaments and, like, have guys that were good at, like, smuggling people out of the country, like, the runners. Wow. Um, so, one of, the, one of the fun things I always like to ask if you remember who uh, lost the gold medal games in... Uh, 1980. Because the U.S.-Russia game was not the gold medal game. game. It was the game to get into the gold medal game. Yes. Czechoslovakia, I think, won. The gold? Uh, the U.S. won the gold. I'll just help you. Yeah, out. no, no, no. U.S. Okay. won the gold. but No, no. Uh, sorry. Czechoslovakia made it a bit. 
Russia in that the, yeah. so the, the bronze medal game? I, I think so. Czechoslovakia, I just remember them winning. It was a big deal for them. But shouldn't they have been part of the Soviet bloc at that juncture as well? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Geography, I don't know. Hockey, I know. Like, um, yeah. Oh. Um, oh. They must have had like a second place game after the gold medal game. I didn't realize that. Soviet Union took silver. So whoever the U.S. beat in their game to take the gold was not the silver medalist. Yeah. I'll help you with that. Um, I don't remember who. Yeah. I didn't think so. It's Finland. Finland is the answer. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So it sounds like, obviously, David's voting uh, for... Um, Miracle. For Miracle. Jess. I'm going to go Miracle. Has to default to Miracle. I, I, I would have chosen Miracle here. I think... Um, I think the the speech in Miracle that Herb Brooks gives is one of the most inspirational speeches I've ever heard in a movie, and so much so that at town halls at where I work, I've literally ripped that off and like played it in videos at town halls because it. Gives I think me it's chills. good. Yeah. I guess me chills. It's, it, it, I agree 100. percent Herb Brooks is maybe one of the most amazing coaches. The, his ability to see the game before before and, and revealed itself to anyone else. Yeah. He he could see these plays. I will say this: while that is. An extremely valid point, and I love that point in the movie as well. I think the, the touching moment for me is the drive home from Christmas. It's the realization at that point, shit, we might be able to do this. Like, I honestly, it was that realization because it, it lit, it reignited his fire to continue. Yeah. He had, I, I truly believe that he was starting to succumb to these odds. I yeah. Mean, I don't I mean, even the, know the, what the movie builds, The movie builds it up like it's an impossible task, and all the characters inside of the task from the players to the coaches throughout the entire movie sit there and say that why are we even trying? We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. And they, NHL they slowly develop and, and turn into that. And I think Kurt Russell's um, performance in that movie is phenomenal as well. Like he's, right. he's amazing. All right. So let's move on to our fourth and final first round game here. The one that I've personally been looking forward to the most. Um, I took notes, by the way. Yeah. I, I did you too. sent me one in like, Middle of the night last night. Did I? Yeah. She said that to me. She was sleeping. No, I totally said it sucked. No, she definitely said it to me. <laughs> uh, so, semi uh, the story of an ABA team uh, struggling to stay profitable and attempting to be included in the ABA-NBA merger, uh, starring again Woody Harrelson and uh, Will Ferrell. And... Benjamin Andre Andre three thousand like how are you supposed to no is it you said it correctly Andre three thousand okay I was say, is it dead naming like if you call the Rock the Rock instead of Dwayne Johnson Dwayne like, the Rock can Johnson. I get canceled or oh I think you could I mean yeah. I, I, I'm sure my four listeners would Andre three thousand I'm sorry <laughs> Benjamin Andre I, I don't know if that's actually his name versus um, Slapshot um, Paul Newman uh, and a team a hockey team and the Steel Belt uh, struggling in uh, in an environment where a lot of people have been laid off and a hockey team that basically has no money, ownership's changing, a bunch of random stuff. Um, no, yeah. the ownership's not changing. They're just shutting the team down. I thought they, uh, the owners sold it. So no, so know. the whole thing is – They were just – yeah, they were getting that – that, 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 that was Newman's whole idea is like he could generate enough interest. He could sell the team. Oh, Plus, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right yeah. Yeah, he had this whole plot to like, and then he kept lying to everybody about yeah. who was going to sell it because he's just trying to keep the doors open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of well, um, <laughs> so semi pro got it. Okay. Yeah, semi pro. We semi pro. They had great ideas. All right, they had corn dog night, which is just a phenomenal idea. If you scored like eighty-seven points, you've got to buy everybody the kind of corn dog. Okay. They had the bear wrestling night. Yeah. Oh. Jackie Moon wrestled a bear. Oh, sorry. 
We are excited about this one. We Sorry. are excited about this. We looked, he looked it up, and I'm stealing it because he told me about it. That bear actually killed somebody. Oh. That bear is famous for being in a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah. It Not killed now. its trainer Not by, now. no, it killed its trainer by That's biting it on its neck. How long ago? I don't it was like two or three years after that. I don't movie. know, uh, but it was like Will Ferrell's like cousin, or no, it was the cousin of the stuntman who portrayed Will Ferrell for stunts in that movie. It's it's like it's seven like, separations of Kevin Bacon, but it is the bear that appeared in the movie. It did not happen during production; it happened on another movie, and it just so happened that this guy somehow was related to the head chef at the left restaurant type thing. See that that scene though in the movie is one of those things that that I love so much about the movie. Um, you've got like Andy Richter in there setting this crap up. You've got uh, Andre 3000 character yelling at Will Ferrell, telling him that he can't quit. Crowns. Yeah. And then you've got Kristen Wiig as the bear trainer, who is this super dry, ditzy, just like very subtly hilarious character. That time. Uh, yeah. Amazing. And he's just like, no, that's fine. It's fine. And she's like completely not interested in what's happening. Yeah. Uh, let's talk both real quick. There are okay. some good quotes. Okay. Okay. What's on the the truck when he's driving away from his mom's restaurant? If God didn't want us to, sorry for any vegan, vegetarian, anybody is going to get offensive. Is this a slap shot quote? Is that what you're going with? No, 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 this is semi pro. So it says, if God didn't want us to eat animals, he wouldn't have made them out of meat. It was all over that van. I was like, that's kind of funny. Okay, like, don't get me wrong, there are some funny parts in there. Okay, okay. But it's still a horrible movie. I can't like, believe that, like, in the batting order of quotes, that's the one that lead, you lead off. Oh, with. no, no, but okay. no, no, I got more, I got more, I got more. Yeah, I want to hear him. Uh, <laughs> let's see, uh, hold on, hold on. I do love the fact that ELE, like, everyone love everyone, uh-huh. I'm, like, I, I can get down on that I one. I quote that at work every time, I guess, like, I, people are not getting along. Yeah, I can, I'm okay with that, like, I believe that everybody should love everybody. Love I mean, it like, love, yells, right? like, seven more hours, or however much longer the bus ride is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Open your heart and let the passion come out. That was awkward. That was a little awkward, but it was funny. Uh, your vagina is made for sad people. That was funny to me. I don't know why. It was. Um, and it's just like the Titanic, but full of bears. That's it. That's all you got. That's, those are the ones. Those are the ones. Third card. for all these people. So I have the two announcers. The two announcers fighting all the time. The one, um, who's the actor... The one announcer banging the other announcer's wife. Well, Will Arnett's character bangs yeah. the other announcer's Batman. wife. The uh, mm-hmm. Father Pat fighting with the announcers. Um, Pat. I get it. Like, there are some funny parts. So, like, don't get me wrong. Okay, but, like, when they, we were talking about, like, when they shot, when they were doing the shooting. Drive turkey. Drive turkey. Yeah. Like, that make no, makes no sense to me, for one. And then they shot the revolver seven times. Okay. That dro- I hate things like that. I don't know why. I just oh, do. Man. Yeah. Good thing these are sports movies and not action movies right. because you would hate oh. every movie. She's not a- it's a 64 way time for last place. <laughs> Cancel the tournament. No, I get it. This, those like little subtleties like that I pick up on. I'm like, that's stupid. Like, it's a comedy movie. They also wouldn't be putting Gorgonzola in cottage a- cheese in a fondue. I literally almost threw up on that. I was just, I, that was disgusting. Disgusting. Oh so, I'll the alley-oops. They were saying, like, the alley Yeah, the alley Not okay. created by him. Not you created. will not steal this. <laughs> this is all me. Okay. The alley the first reference to an alley has nothing to do with basketball. It actually comes from uh, 
the first the first sports reference was not for basketball. We'll we'll start we'll stipulate that. The first time it was referenced was in Joe Montana's the the catch. That was referred to as the alley oop. Prior to that, it's been around since the fifties. Bill Russell, famous for it. Casey okay. Jones, famous for it. I mean, okay. there, there's... But the term alley-oop or the actual play? The actual play. Okay, okay. So it was the actual play. It but the term it, didn't get used until the catch. Until the catch, yeah. yeah. It's, and it, it's a French, obviously, because they it's come up French. with it. Yeah, it is. It's something to do with acrobat. Wiki. Huh, interesting. It's been a lot of time. The other thing I like about Semi-Pro, I did not know this until last night. I did a lot of reading on it last uh-huh. night. Um, I don't find this to be his greatest movie. Let me stipulate that. Okay. I definitely think it is in it is good. <sighs> What's your top three, Will Ferrell movies? Uh, Tal- Talladega Nights. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna have to go with Elf. Okay. And then Blades of Glory. Oh, success that grossed $28 million in the movie theaters in 1977. That's but Paul Newman is was a superstar. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's a 
good fucking looking dude. I mean, let's be honest. Paul Newman I mean, is a good looking guy. I love his solid dress. I mean, even, even at the point of Slapshot, as an older yeah. dude, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, back to my original, back to my definitely thing. better looking than, than Woody Harrelson or Will Ferrell. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. And his salad dressing is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Newman's own? Newman's own. That's well, good it. stuff. And that all goes to charity. Or I know. used to. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Woody Harrelson has something for me, like when, when he's in Zombie Land. I thought he was good. Like, in So you get boners for psychopaths. Sociopath. You like, like when you watch like the, the documentaries on Jeffrey Dahmer, do you get like art? No. Okay. Just yeah, checking. I don't have that mad at you. Just checking. Because no. Woody Harrelson strikes me as a guy who could legitimately be a psychopath. What did she I mean, Remember after taping Zombieland, he punched the, the paparazzi and claimed, oh, I'm sorry, I just got done taping a film. I thought you were a zombie. Oh, so I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, you can see it. Uh, I don't know. Everybody has their own thing. So to me, Slapshot, here's the Okay, so I'm going to just tell you this right now. Uh huh. Confession time. Uh huh. Secret time. So when you're pregnant, mm-hmm. you have really crazy sex dreams, okay? You can't, you cannot help them, right? Did you get Billion's DNA test to make sure that Woody Harrelson didn't come over or what? No. No. Just checking. <laughs> but like... <laughs> Woody Harrelson took place in one of hers and that's perfectly fine. Apparently, and apparently it was super debaucherous because she can't even get it out. She kind of like tells, it was obviously not a vanilla sex dream. It no, was. I mean, it, it was whatever, but, um... Was Woody Harrelson a zombie? No. No. Weird. Um, I don't know how you get down. But I'm saying, like, I like what I like. I mean, like, whoever I like. Like, first off. You don't have to. I don't think you do. You don't have to. Like, uh, it is what it is. Right. Yeah, no, but I'm pissed off because I'm going to lose the vote in this one. So, obviously, Slapshot wins. It, Let's it, get out of round one. Slapshot wins. I, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Slapshot wins. All right, so we got our four for round two. I'm not happy about it. Oh, Sammy Pro sucks. I do not like it. Fucking wrong. And by the way, I this is going to be hard. So round two for me is going to be extremely difficult. You you want to recap our round one move on? Yeah. Um, I guess we'll start um at the top. Uh, I really want to go back and bitch about Semi Pro some more, but obviously. Like I said, I'm just here to moderate, and you guys keep agreeing on shit, and it takes all the fun out of it for me. Um, so, round one, uh, Goon advances against Hoop Dreams. Um, there's no room for documentaries in this uh, bracket, with the exception of Space Jam, which does advance against White Man Can't Jump. I did get a tiebreak vote in that, and it was basically um, Lola Bunny cosplayers versus Rosie Prez's boobs. And, um, it's not a furry thing, dude. There are some, there's some girls that dress up as Lola Bunny for Halloween, and they got some booty, and it's hard to be mad at that. I'm gonna look it up. Yes, please. Uh, make sure you share. Uh, our third matchup was Miracle versus Hoosiers, and um, because nobody had seen Hoosiers, we got a lot of I've seen Hoosiers. Yeah, I've seen Hoosiers too, but I didn't get a vote. Um, I still would have voted, I think, for Miracle. Um, Miracle to me is a it's it's a snapshot at the time. I mean, seriously, yeah, but it's the wrong side. So seriously, it, it is a true snapshot, one that I I remember growing up close enough to yeah. that it resonated with. Jacob and I were talking about that when we were talking about Mystery Alaska, like the Russians are our enemies again or whatever. We grew up in that 1980s Cold War era, and so looking at Russia as the big bad, it connects to us in a certain way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Our kids will never know. I mean, let's, it, not in the same way that we no, know. Yeah, no. and even more so, not in the way that our parents knew. Because as much as we experienced, like by the time that we were really super aware enough, 
the Cold War was over. Like, it was, I was in, like, fifth grade when the... the Wait, it, but honestly, the Cold War never really became... Yeah. Now you get it? No. I don't. You don't want to use there? No. Alright, so... <laughs> so, <laughs> so Faces Against Futures. Um, I'm kind of glad that this is a, uh, a radio uh, uh, medium instead of a visual medium. Uh, and then our last matchup for round one, um, Slapshot knocks off Semi-Pro. Um, Semi-Pro being one of my favorite sports movies. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't dispute that, but I look at it like this. So I took Semi-Pro and waited against Tyler Dickens. That's to me, such a weird way to do NASCAR it. NASCAR is not a sports I don't just use this. I don't My thing is, did you, did you take, did you take Slapshot and rated against Paul Newman's other performances, or was this just like some sort of an internal bias that you yeah. had against this movie? No, it's not so internal bias. It's hatred. No, it's, it's because honestly, how I saw you breaking it down, it was either going to go Goon versus Semi Pro, and I needed to be prepared on how I felt against both of those. So I did rate, I did rate the uh, Sean Williams. Uh, yeah, Sean William Scott, Williams, yeah. William Scott's other movies against his, the ones that I've seen. Mm. By the way, some of them that I've seen don't. Because if some of them are good. You right. kind of disappeared, yeah. but um, one of my favorite ones is Role Models. I think it's a really yes, good. thank you. Yeah. Role Models, amazing. Yeah. The Whispering Eye, thank you. That's yes. all we're going to say there. Um, so that's what I did there. With Slapshot, I enjoy it, but as it's I... It's a good movie. Like, I'm not mad about Slapshot winning because right. of, you know... No, I'm, I'm mad about semi pro losing. Like, I enjoy Slapshot. The Hanson Brothers are hilarious. There's some really great storylines in there. I, I love it when they're talking shit to the goalie whose wife I, left him. I knew it. That is such a good scene where he's just, like, down there saying, I heard you once a lesbian. Like, going on about that, it's just, like, so good. So, I will say this, though. Um, as I explained to you and Jake, after you guys were in Mystery Alaska for me. Yeah, right, right. Slapshot. Is Mystery Alaska is almost a new story of Slapshot. The town, the town is is dwindling. This is what we're going to do. The difference here is Paul Newman is trying to generate it. Yeah. Whereas the Rangers just dropped out of the sky. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. yeah. In that movie, they dropped out of the sky. So it, it's both a reinvigoration story. And you know, I, I think I think Mystery Alaska, though, in terms of like the economic collapse, um, they were going to be okay until they started building all this shit for the game. Like it's almost like the promise of the Rangers put Mystery Alaska in a worse position. So what you're saying, whereas is for Slapshot, their fictional town that they did it in, which I think was like Charlestown, I don't yeah, know what's the name of it. They uh, they were dying. The town was dying, full on dying, and they were trying to find ways to keep the hockey team alive. Whereas Mystery Alaska would have been fine if nobody had ever flown in. Semi-pro, also, I need to drop this fact here. It just dawned on me. I googled this and wound up, this is what drove me down the rabbit hole. Um, from, from, as we all know, the Nuggets, the Pacers, and the mm -hmm. Nets are the only four that move on. Was it four? I feel like there were more teams that came through. Only four yeah, that move four. on. All the other ABA teams, except for the Flint Tropics, who the Flint Tropics were actually the Floridians. Okay. Uh, they got moved there. Uh, all the other teams, all their uh, uniforms, are actually ABA, they're actual ABA uniforms, throwbacks. Oh. Uh, you'll see in the Spurs game at the very end, WOAI is uh, is a true radio station that still to this day, it's an AM radio station that says all the Spurs, or sorry, broadcasts all the Spurs games. So like WOAI is on the, the it's on jerseys? The, no, it's actually on a Giants. Okay, in their arena. At the, uh, with Will Arnett. Yeah. It's next to him. It's another announcer set and they have a part, okay. like a sign they put up. Uh, the other thing, did not know this. The three-point line. The three without the ABA, we didn't have it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of fun. You you look well, at I mean, like this. You look at 
you look at the cultural it's it's cultural is such a weird way to put it but like you look at the the contributions of the aba uh to the sport of basketball like obviously the nba was the big brother that had all the money in it but the but the aba was the one that had all the excitement and all of like the flash like, yeah yeah like all of the evolutions like dr j was in the aba yep. you know and that's like you know, all of a sudden, you know, the smooth, sweet moves that people are putting on, the dunks and everything, that's coming out of the ABA. So, three-point line coming out of there. Makes sense. Not the alley-oop, as we discussed. Yeah, yeah. The alley-oop apparently came from France and from Joe Montana to John Clark. Something Clark. Is it, Bill Russell did it as well. Um, Bill Russell never caught a touchdown pass in his life. Oh, okay, sorry. sorry. You're talking about the catch. Sorry. <laughs> I was talking about the people that had done and were famous for the alley-oop. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, first matchup is actually a really, really good matchup. Uh, but looking at my board, I'm I'm kind of not surprised given who we have in this particular bracket making the judgment. But of all the basketball movies out there, uh, we now have three hockey movies and one basketball movie left in our bracket. But I think this is probably the better of the two matchups in round two. So Goon versus Space Jam. Mm. I already know mine. I've already made my decision. I've been sitting here staring at it for a while. I've been internally weighing it out and stuff like that. Um, Space Jam. I love Goon. I've probably watched that movie almost. It's, it's got a very high rewatch value. Like it's it's a movie that like it's like I don't know what to watch, and you see it up there, you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a good well, time. The other thing I find out about the other thing I find interesting about Goon, or what I always laugh about myself, is all the little videos at the end that they start showing. I then go into a YouTube like loop up the names of these people that are getting into the fights, the home movie fights that you yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and some of these guys have progressed. I mean, some of these guys are just they're, they're freaking throwing it out there huh. in some of these videos. And then there's the other guys that you just kind of fizzle uh, out. You know, a couple of concussions okay, so I'm going to go Goon, actually, because okay. I don't know, you might not even know this story, so I was not a hockey fan until I was pregnant with Liam. Mm-hmm. And how I got into hockey in general is I was pregnant, reading a book, laying down on the couch. Having sex dreams about Woody Harrelson. Oh, don't stop. Don't act like you haven't. I know. I was like, I'm, I'm positive I am not the only one in this world. I you thought know? you were going to say in this room. I was going to say, like, I'm not. I just want to say, look at that. I've already called not it. So I did you too. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> because he was on your team, but, like, deep down in your heart, you knew he was the dirtiest player in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's, a, that's a new age, yeah. No, no, he was in there. Then, wasn't yeah, he? he was in there, but the, the issue, the thing that was fun about that is he was a shitty, like, he was a dirty player. Marshawn was a dirty player. Yeah. He's not as dirty anymore, but he's still But dirty. what age smells you out? I don't know. What's the average age of a rat? I don't, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> um, no, but then you had Matt Cook, and you're 100% correct. You did not like him, but he was on your team. You're like, oh, that's why we brought it. Well, it's like, it's like you don't like the guy because he's, like, throwing shitty, questionable checks, hitting people with sure. elbows to the head and everything. I mean, but every time he does that, you're like, oh, hey, you know, the other team's top left winger just went down for the rest of the game. I hate him, but man, he's really helping us. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> sure did the job we asked you to do. 
I mean, that's the thing. Like, I got into hockey. I was a typical non-hockey fan, started watching the fights, and I I got into that. Mm-hmm. Now, it definitely has progressed a lot more now. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that part of the movie. Like, And then, obviously, I, I the quotes, uh, like, the Percocet quote, like, that's funny to me. Yeah. That I totally thought it was in a different movie, but anyway. Um, you remember what movie you thought it was in? I do, but it's not it's, shot. it's just it's only it's only important anyway, to me. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, so like the fighting in that aspect, like in a, in the hockey, I got into that. I enjoy that. I still enjoy that. I am not even gonna lie. And now if you see my kid do it, like I might go crazy, like hockey mom on that. You know, this is what's gonna happen. I mean, I hope your kid doesn't get in the fights in the rink. It, it's a little different. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's Patrick Law does. You totally. He <laughs> probably still does. <laughs> probably, but. I, I, I mean, I, Patrick, if you were listening to this, you do scare me, so let's not. Let's, let's just leave it at that. So. I think he's a lot less dangerous when he's not on skates, so we're probably safe. <laughs> okay. But. I don't run fast. <laughs> but in all fairness, like, if it happens, it happens. I get that. Do I. Am I mentally going to be prepared for that happening? No. But I do enjoy a good hockey fight. I enjoy, I enjoy a good fight in general um so i'm going with goon for that aspect okay but i also see david's point of it too because like that's what we grew up on that's like that's the nostalgic of it like yeah but i'm going goon because i, I enjoy that type of movie. I, mean, I think it's a really tough matchup goon's a really really good movie like i said and it's funny it's, it's like, so emotional yeah yeah exactly you can yeah. watch it a hundred times and like it's that's so fun yeah, yeah yeah and there's like really Cute stories intertwined in the humor, like, like his gay, his gay brother yes, and yes. our relationship is super You're funny. Because he doesn't like, yeah, he's just like so blunt about it, and like he doesn't care. Um, his, his story, his like story with his best friend who yes. runs like the YouTube yep. like hockey talk thing is really funny. Uh, his relationship with the girl who's basically a hockey whore. It's official, like, puck funny. So. Yeah, puck funny. But I'm not sure that all of our listeners get that term. We're all in the same room right now. I'm pretty sure we all get it. Letterkenny. That 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 really is the. Oh yeah, yeah. Letterkenny, Puck Bunny. Thank you. Pepe just recently discovered Letterkenny. He's not gonna like it. There's not any goalie storylines. Oh no. He loves it actually. I'm gonna tell you. He's also a coach, so he's like. He's not. He's not French. He's Italian. He is Italian. Okay. okay. Um, But so he might appreciate like the French Canadians that appear in there. Uh, (laughs) Fishing in Quebec. Right, I, but I'm a Montreal fan, so it, that whole arc just makes me laugh. <laughs> but anyway, um, he wants to be like the the beer league coach. But uh, anyway, freaking uh, or pheasants, yeah, <laughs> pheasants. But um, like you're saying, like I, I get what you're saying. Like it, you can rewatch it a million times, yeah. and it's funny, and you find those little things. And yeah, it's like oh yeah. Well, I forgot about that. Well, and I, I don't completely know what it is that happened to Sean William Scott's career, like where he kind of disappeared to. I feel like he's one of those people that turned into a head case and just couldn't stand being a part of like Hollywood in general. But like, oh, I, I find that. him so likable in most of his movies. Right. Like, what relatable. Is the movie? Not likable yeah. necessarily, just relatable. What like, is the movie with him and the Rockin? What is that movie? The, the Rundown? The Rundown? Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. 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 He's such a, I don't know, it, 
just these characters I like a lot. Um, just these goofball, uh, high energy guys that are yeah, yeah. he's relatable. Yeah. He's he's like a puppy dog. You can see a puppy. You might not yeah. be a dog fan, but you're like, oh, that's a cute puppy. I'm just really glad that he matured out of like the Stifler thing. Like Stifler was like really really bad. Hey guys, Dave's got something on his face. No, I'm trying to get chapstick. Um, hey, you got chapstick? Uh, yeah, yeah. They just start whispering and make it super odd as you just hear. No, I was trying not to whisper. I was trying to be like. Yeah, anyway. anyway, so Paris versus Space Jam. Space Jam though is still Space Jam, right? It's like, it's still, right. and I mean, it's it's such a good movie. Um, you guys are making me do a tiebreaker on this one. I got to think about it because this, to me, is definitely the more challenging of the two matchups. Um, while I think about it, um, who's your favorite Looney Tunes character? Tasmanian Devil. Okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, yours is Lola Bunny, as we just oh, learned. Yes, that's not out. challenging, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> you, you like the dresses, Lola, that's why. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you said you love the costume. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about how you get to the stick, but, you know. The rooster. The, uh, oh, the rooster. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's over there. The most yeah. racist of all the Looney Tunes characters. He's funny. I like the Martian a lot. God, it's such a tough match. Um, man. All right, make your case. Why? Why should I vote for Goon? Thought he did. No, you sum it up. Tell me why I should like Goon more. Because I, I think uh, it's funny every single time you watch it. I'm, like, sitting here, I'm sitting here thinking about the arguments that I'd make to make myself vote for Goon, and I'm like, you're you really. Just aren't trying to connect to me at all I, in this scenario. I You're not thinking it. about who I am as a person and trying to okay, throw out the things that I enjoy the most. Every time you watch it, have you ever watched it and didn't like? No, but I've also never watched. I watch Fat Kids Fall Off of Bicycles. Yeah, doesn't mean I'm going to vote for that. No, I laugh no, every day. I, I, I laugh at a lot of shit. Why should I go for Space Jam? Space Jam, I, I actually, you know what? I'm going to what you guys make my argument. You both made my argument earlier. You kind of. Persuaded me this direction. The the nostalgia factor is huge on this. Yeah, I mean, and that's what outweighs it. There is the nostalgia factor. I do love the goon. I, I, sorry, goon. I do love that movie. The quotability is there. The rewatchability is there. The fact that you just love uh, Doug. You love Dougie, and the, the, the quotability. Come on, man. Ask if number sixty nine is taken. Every time somebody says, "What's your number for Jessica's movie?" I'm not at this point. Here's yeah. my thing. I will root really for hockey. Making a really good argument for you. Yeah. I'm just going with, like, it's funny every time. I but I think Allison Cole is, like, underrated as a hottie, too. Uh, she, she, she's a track dude. She's really, she's, when she's drumming in Scott Pilgrim. Does it count? I Scott know. Pilgrim is a different beast, man. I know. You've never seen Scott Pilgrim? Nope. nope. I'm not her jam, man. All right. But I am a little bit of a so watch out. I'm, uh, oh my God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote the way that Isaiah would vote. I'm going to vote for Space Jam. Yep. Yeah. Solid out. So, Isaiah, if you're listening, I did you a solid there. Um, <laughs> it's 
fun. It's a super, no, it's a super tough matchup. Um, and they're so different as movies too. You know, it's, I, I agree. They are different as movies. They I, really are, but I, it's hard to draw the parallels. I was sitting there trying to draw the parallels. Yeah, but that means Space Jam's taking it all. So let's go. Well, maybe from this bracket. I mean, you guys are going to argue. I mean, any given Sunday is on this. No. And replacement well, yeah, is in the football bracket. bracket. That's further down. I mean, Space Jam. I don't like any given Sunday. I mean, we've got to go. There's some good stuff in there, but yeah, I wasn't as big a fan of that. I kind of like it because it gives you the. You know what? That's for another day. Let's just. The Willow Beam and stuff's pretty funny. Though. Right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, our last um, our last matchup in round two um, Miracle versus Slapshot. <laughs> I'm going to slap shop because I hate miracle. <laughs> so do you just not like dramas in general? Like, are you just kind of oh. more of a comedy person? Or? If I had to choose, yes, yeah. I'm definitely a comedy person over okay. a drama. Um, like, rank your favorite movie genres. Oh, um, horror, suspense, crime. I was, I was kind of wondering if it was like horror would be at the top four. That's, that's, that's for him. No. That's for no. me. No. Okay, so I'm a big pussy when it comes to horror movies. I can't do Halloween movies. They scare the shit out of me. Okay. Um, I'm a vivid dreamer, so, like, scary movies fuck me up. Because I am a very vivid... Like, I will have dreams about whatever I saw. Yeah, I... Um, I've, been, I, I've been in the challenge I for the still, last three weeks because that's what we watch before we go to bed. I cannot um, watch The Shining all the way through. Okay. She's never made it. I've never we're, made we're it. We're never It scares me. It, like, the... I just... I don't do scary movies. Before. I watch The Shining when I'm not feeling well. Okay. I like to put it on, lay down in bed. It's a nice relaxing. There's something therapeutic about the hallway filled with blood. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I, creepy as fuck. I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. It does. Yeah. It's just. Background. It's familiar. No, there's something about um, anxiety. Um, people go back and rewatch the same stuff over and over again because there's no surprises. That's why. And that's exactly yeah, what I do. So it's like, that could be yeah, it. you know it's coming, and that's why like shows like Futurama, like Bob's Burgers, they help people kind of fall asleep because there's nothing. You've seen it. There's nothing dramatic coming. There's a plot twist. Oh, okay. Although every once in a while, Bob's Burgers just has me laughing so hard I can't fall asleep. This is uh, a tough one for me. This yeah. is So I, I will tell you this. Uh, I love miracles so much that when my family went on vacation last or two years ago, we went to Colorado Springs, uh, Broadmoor Arena, where they actually practiced the miracle team, yeah. practice, developed everything there. I made my family go. <laughs> Is that not, are they not using that facility? So they are. Okay. Uh, and we couldn't go in, we couldn't get past the parking lot, you know, like yeah. barricades. But we were able to sit there and see it, and you can see pieces of the building and stuff like that. And you can see some of the places that they taped yeah. around Colorado Springs. It was totally accidental that these things happened to be there. We did not plan our trip around it. Yeah. But it was kind of nice to we be. We didn't plan our trip around it, but David definitely hijacked Actually, a couple of activities. That's Actually, the, the couple activities I hijacked were literally going to the skating rink and skating. Liam and I went and skated and, and stuff like that. It was it was a good time. I'm glad that the arena's still there. I was like, you, they, at the very least, could still use that as like a training facility, maybe for like the Junior Olympics or something. Oh, no. Or, uh, uh, worst case scenario, it needs to be a museum. But it's cool that they're still using it. Like, yeah, forward. They, so, yeah, they yeah. still use it. And it's still there. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. To, it was pretty cool to see. I don't know. Like, I just... They're very different movies, too. Like, Slapshot's like this, uh, like, gritty, um, right. you trade, know, trade right like, low-brow comedy, I guess, is kind of a way to put it. I don't know. Just kind of connecting with, like, I, I always think about, like, that time frame where the steel industry was, like, leaving America, where, like, manufacturing jobs were disappearing and entire communities were completely drying up. And that's kind of the setting of Slapshot, right? Right. But there's also all this funny stuff that intertwines through that story. But it's, like... It's like putting an icing of humor on top of a cake of depression. 
And it's yeah. actually one of the reasons. So, I like, whereas we talked about how like Goon is one of those movies you can sit down and watch anytime. Like Slapshot's one of those movies that if I'm going to watch it, I have to like be like, I really want to watch Slapshot today. I can't just like right. sit down and watch it when it's on, right? Because there's a lot of stuff going on with it. <laughs> See, I, I, I this is the toughest decision. I feel like you're going to land on Slapshot because you hate Miracle. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't you hate her yeah, I heard 100%. No, no, no. America. I get it. America. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So okay. this is probably the toughest. You're part of Antifa too. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, well, well played. You're not baiting me. You're not baiting me here. Uh, Slapshot versus Miracle. These are two of my top ten favorite movies of all time. Oh, okay. Um, for both different reasons. Yeah, Miracle. Like I said, it's a it is a snapshot. Um, Slapshot is just it's National Lampoons. It's Porky's. It's yeah, everything that came out during that time frame. So it has a dash of it has a dash of nostalgia. I remember sneaking out of bed as a young child and peering in and watching uh, my dad. You yeah. know, seeing my dad watching Porky's and stuff like that. I remember these comedic points, but I'm not inspired by Slapshot. Okay. Miracle yeah. inspires me. Yeah, there are things that you can look at when they're walking down the hall and you look. All those cards that You're are gonna make them do the, the... that are, are posted up there—that's right. that's amazing. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. Yeah. That is America standing behind one group of people yeah. saying, "You are the tip of the spear this time. Go do it." Yeah. And to see how those boys work together, and one of the greatest points, uh, one of the greatest lines I always quote to Liam is, "The the legs feed the wolves." Yeah. Always. Likes feed the wolves, and you know when he gets it, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. But now he just actually thinks there might be wolves. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right now he thinks that's telling him to see it faster because he should be scared of the wolves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or the fact that when the wolves, wolves are going to eat my legs. Literal interpretation. Oh shit! The wolves are going to eat my legs. So the other thing is, is when he makes the boys skate after the game of which they were so worried about doing something else because. He was trying to impose upon them the true what you are. Yeah. At this point, you don't play the, your name on the back of the sweater is not as important as what's on the front yeah. of the sweater. And the breakdown of who do you play for? Call it Boston College. No, yeah. that's the wrong answer. Skate again, bitch. Well, it's such a weird thing too because at that point, um, we were pre Instagram, pre you know super mega stars. Like nobody was getting like absurdly rich from endorsements, right? There was no Jumpman logo for Nike. Like, Michael Jordan wasn't getting paid billions of dollars to endorse a tennis shoe. Like, those things weren't happening yet, but there's still that that individualism that a lot of times creeps into people being prima donnas and, like, not being part of a team, but being an individual before they were part of a team. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to look at it in the perspective then, um, knowing, you know, what's coming 20 years later and, like, oh, shit, like, like Herb Brooks would not enjoy coaching today. No. Yeah. Although maybe. We don't know. That's the thing. Herb Brooks, you look at his career, not just this not just this little slice of his career, but if you look at his career, he did adapt and evolve with the game. Yeah. So we don't know. If he were to come back today, he would have had all this time to evolve and adapt yeah. with the game. It's not like we were – now, granted, if we were to take Herb Brooks from that time, magically wiggle our nose, yeah, teleport here later. now, yeah. I mean that would be – the game has changed. Yeah. But to evolve, be continual with the evolution of the game, be part of that evolution. He honestly drove. Look yeah. at how many things you see now that Herb Brooks implemented there that you still see today. I mean, the ideas, the fundamentals and stuff like that, it never changes. And I think I think he would be a great coach. 
now. I think he, I think he'd strangle somebody. Oh, I think so. He would Bobby Knight him. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But Bobby Knight wasn't a great coach. Let's be honest here. That's, I don't know. That's arguable. He's a terrible human being. Uh, yeah, no, no. I'm not being, but history is littered with like people who are amazing at one thing and absolutely horrible people right. outside of that one thing. Edison. Um, I mean, I'm just look at a lot of our first presidents. Right. So I, so to me, it's going to be miracle. Now, the argument that I have for Slapshot is, is that it's funny. Its problems are relatable. Yeah. Not making the payments. Not well. I, like I gravitate towards funny more so than drama personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get anxiety, so like tense situations give me a little, little edgy. Um, so like I can see where it's like the reason why I go for Slapshot is because it's funny. Is an argument in and of itself that makes a lot of sense. I think to a lot of people. But we know that you're going with Miracle. I'm not. I'm still going. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that you had actually declared who you were voting for. She actually okay. declared that back. Like in round one? Like how the hell is Miracle still in this tournament? Yes. Like on the way up here. So you're going to get another chance to eliminate it because if it comes down to the tiebreaker for me, it's going to be Miracle. And the reason why is as much as I appreciate Slapshot for what it is. Um, I wanna, you know what they call this? In the, okay, so I'm watching Dance Moms right now for like the hundredth time. Yeah. And every time there's a boy on the team, they call it the penis point, right? Because like they want boys to... Uh, Keep, keep on dancing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the affirmative action of dance, Basically. essentially. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. encourage more so boys to stick together. literally, you're going with David because you two have no. dances together. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, these hoodies don't stop the so wind at all. You're voting Slapshot? Yeah, so, or not Slapshot, I'm sorry. I, he's watching me um, type into the spreadsheet, keeping track of um, of our bracket here and reading. Just well, no, the thing is, I was just going to go ahead and jump to conclusions for our next round. Um, so, our final, our capstone of the evening, the last argument that you guys get to have Space Jam versus Miracle. So, I know mine. I know yours. I know yours. Right. I mean, you already know I wrote the spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I already saw the spreadsheet, yeah. but that's not where I'm going But okay, so the important part of this isn't the, what I wrote the spreadsheet. The important part of this is the, the argument that we're trying to have. Here's the problem. Knowing that you both love Space Jam, and I love Space Jam too, it becomes a situational, which do I love more? Yeah. To me, I do love Miracle. Wait, are you your, really going to... Your wife or the movie? Is that what you're trying to ask? Like, yeah. which do I love more? Like, <laughs> no, no. To me, I love Miracle. It's the goosebumps yeah. album. It's yeah. the fact that if you need inspiration... Wait, are you actually going to go Space Jam? I think it's not important at this point. Let David make his case. If you I watch it, you it. get inspired about something. I don't care whether it's gas prices or the fact that, you know, again, boys, again, you know, yeah. there's always something. Now, the quotability's not there, you know. Yeah, yeah. The fun factor, it's a fun movie, but it's not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a good passing of yeah. time. I, I like that. I like the fact of it meant something to the world, yeah. not just our country. Our country well, thought they were going to lose. And they I literally think, lost. In a retrospective, I think it was super important to the United States, too. I think it's a cultural moment that they captured. And for, I mean, it was 40 years ago at this point. Right. And so there's a ton of people that like don't even realize that the U.S. versus Russia was a thing. Like, the Cold War was never a thing to them. But so, like, it encapsulates this whole, like, chapter of history that a lot of people didn't get to experience. The anxiety, the stress, the whole feeling that maybe we won't, we aren't the best in the whole world. And I think that those are important things to encapsulate. I think it's, I think it's, important I think it's realize. a culturally important moment, very significant to the United States. But, when the aliens came down and took Looney Tunes, uh-huh. also culturally important. It is. I remember WW, or, sorry, where were you that day? Yeah. Where were you the day that they took Looney Tunes? It's important. And we turn to the only person we can turn to in times of need and desperation. Yeah. Michael frickin' Jordan. Yeah. I was like, you know what? My my, tar, my car tire blew up. Who am I going to call? Michael frickin' Jordan. Or Dennis Rodman. He's probably busy. It yeah. was one of the two. Dennis Rodman or, or you know, Scotty Pippen might help me. Okay, He's a so, cattle farmer. God damn you. Um, Arkansas, by the way. What? Are you going to vote for Miracle now? Oh, wow. Wow, <laughs> Jess may be having a change of heart. Maybe David and I sold Miracle enough that Jess is no, going to vote I Miracle. I still don't like the movie. I get the point of it, though. Like, well, I'm not trying everything, to... everything you guys are saying, everything yeah. you guys are, like, getting at, like, you're right. Like, it is super important, like... I mean, you're rolling I mean, your eyes at me when I say it's culturally important. I'm not, though. Like, she's not rolling them at you. I think she's rolling them at the realization that you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like, like, that may not be the thing that justifies why you pick a movie, though. But like, no, I, can I get it, though. Like, I get what you're saying, because, like, you're you're saying, like, you know, I'm 36 years old. Like, I, I do remember that stuff slightly. Yeah, like, vaguely, not yeah. vaguely, yeah. but, you know, you ask, even, how old's your brother? Uh, I want to say 30. Ask Rachel. Does she understand the cultural she, she, question? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I think even like the generation below I mean, us. Some of the people like that grew up with us. Well, right. No, no, no. I'm not what I'm saying. Like, so is it just a movie? Uh, she's never seen Miracle. I 
she raises cattle too. She doesn't know what hockey is. No, what I'm saying is, like, if you ask the generation below us, because yeah. we're all in our 30s still. Yeah. Much, but we're all in our 30s I still. You don't need to point that out, but yeah. <laughs> Old fuckers. Um, I, I get the importance of it, and I think that it does need to be understood that, you know, mm-hmm. especially now, like, you know, we were we're so divided as a nation now. Like yeah. we couldn't even get behind our own team back then. Like that's that's fucking awful. Like I don't care what you say. Like you can't even put your own faith into your own team. That's well, right. Like, yeah, like the members of that team are yeah. more concerned about like Harvard versus BC versus Minnesota than they are about the United States versus. Right. And that so, actually like, does carry through. Like that's that's about. what I'm saying. Like I. I'm getting, like, everything you guys are arguing about, I, I get it. Like, yeah. it is important. It is an important movie. Do I like it? No, I do not like it. If I had to choose, like, if I would actually, if I had to, which movie I would watch right now, definitely yeah. it's going to be Space Jam. I do not like Miracle well, and because I've seen it a million times. The point times. of movies, though, right? Like, movies are entertainment. And it's not necessarily supposed to be a history class. Like, you're not sitting down for a lesson in civics when you watch a movie. Why do you watch a movie? To be, yeah, entertained, to be entertained. Which is why I don't like watching sad movies. I'm like, if I want to be sad, I'll just sit around and fucking think about my life. Like, I'm here to have a good time. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying, like, I, I'm getting your guys' aspect, but do I think it's, do I think Miracle is more important than Space Jam? Well, I think Space Jam is culturally important, too, as, like, an entertainment, like... Yeah, but that's like, all it is. Like, you look at the way that they integrated the, like... Who framed Roger Rabbit? I mean, exists, right? But like, let's First be honest. Off, that's, I fucking love that movie. So. It's not. It's it's not particularly <gasps> well. It's not particularly well done. Well, no, it's not well done. Yeah. but it's. It was the first of its kind. It was. Yeah, well, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, but like, you look at like the evolution, like to Space Jam, like the steps between there, and you start looking at, like the special effects of that in the storytelling and everything. And, and I feel like Space Jam, just because of its name recognition, I mean. The I mean, story was cocoa balls <sighs> are culturally important. The movie Space Jam is a good movie, uh-huh. but the storyline of it is stupid to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> just—it's not a great storyline. I feel so bad for Just right now because she's stuck between choosing a movie that she thinks is stupid and a movie that she just hates. <sighs> yeah, I know, but like, you guys are arguing the point of Miracle, and I get it. I can make the same argument with Hoosiers, though. But I, it's honestly an underdog story. And the whole thing is, though, the difference between Hoosiers and Miracle. Yeah, but that's the other thing. I, but I like, but that's the thing. I also like good underdog stories. But see, just what you're struggling with is the thing that we were talking about before we actually started the podcast, which is the subjectivity of how you choose your movies, right? Right. right. So, so if you're putting a movie in front of me right yeah. now, which one I'm picking, I'm picking Space Yeah, Man. and you don't have to feel bad about that. There's no reason why you should sit here and be like, God, you guys make such great arguments, and all of your arguments are true, therefore, I should change everything about what I enjoy. No, I would, That's not the point, because I don't think, your I don't think is different I, from everybody right, else. I don't think I would change what I would yeah. do, but I, I'm hating you guys because you're making me realize, okay, it's not that But you don't have to. I mean, you can still acknowledge that people... You really like have a good underdog story? Yeah. Here's the deal. The difference between... Not dodgeball, man. <laughs> the difference between Space Jam, or I'm sorry, between Miracle and Hoosiers, as we discussed earlier, the underdog stories. In Hoosiers, it's a small team of white dudes in Indiana. Miracle, it's the United freaking States. It's a small team of white dudes from the United States. <laughs> no, I, no, I no, but it's the whole country. My whole point that, is, that okay, yeah. Yeah. Say, uh, yeah. my, my point is, yes, I am going to go to Space Jam. 
but I hate you guys for... It's the point. But like, I don't understand why you have to be angry at us for having, like, that sense of Just perspective on the Just like you were pissed movie. off at Jacob for making you not like, um... Yeah, but, like, what I'm doing is literally telling you that, like, you shouldn't feel the way that I felt about that conversation. Because, like, that's bullshit. I shouldn't bully you into not no, liking not. something you like. No, I still don't like the movie. Even though Jacob bullies me into not liking this What an asshole. <laughs> My point is, like, I... I still don't like the movie, yeah. but I'm... I, She's I get, yes, I yeah. am But that's, that's fine. There are plenty of people that I appreciate for their, their whatever it is that they do well that I don't like. Yeah, that's not what that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to keep a sense of doom now about this matchup, which is funny because you no, can't see I, what I typed in this spreadsheet. No, I can't. Because I expected this to be a tie. I expected you to go with Miracle sure. Dead. And I expected you to go to Space Jam. Right. And I already knew what I was going to pick. Right. Between. I am going to go. I am going to Space Jam. Yeah. Like I said, like I literally, like if you're putting the movies in front of me, I'm going Space Jam. Yeah. Like, but I but that's the thing is that like I could sit here and I could argue with you all day long about the importance of Miracle and about how inspirational it is and that moment, that speech that her Brooks gives that gives me goosebumps every single time. And I could tell you all those things about why it's a critical piece of American history, especially in the context of the time. But ultimately, if you put the two movies in front of me, I'm watching Space Jam every time. And so I'm voting for Space Jam. Because and I don't even have that element of an argument for Space what? Jam. You didn't give him the penis point? No. I had him like, immediately. I knew that was where I was going to go. Space Jam is just such a good, fun movie. But, okay, so here's a, here's my thing with Space Jam. And, and you talk about cultural significance. Miracle, obviously, in my opinion, helps me. That's great. Yeah. We can all respect that. Here's the thing with Space Jam. And I'm going to say this. When my son watches Space Jam, his smile is very important to me. Yeah. He has never once come to me and said, Dad, can we watch Miracle? Yeah. He just says, it's that movie again? Yeah. <laughs> and he plays hockey. So, I mean. I mean, if you gave him, like, five to ten years, there might be a time where he sits down. It's like you show him the movie and he appreciates. Yeah. You know, after eight years of coach trying to give an inspirational speech or two. I mean, you go back to, like, Space Jam versus White Man Can't Jump, and Jess basically had the same argument. Like, she loves White Man Can't Jump, but, like, there's a different connection to it now because something that's literally a part of you appreciates the movie so much, and there's so much joy that comes out of that. Exactly. Yeah. So, um... So I'm not mad about the win. Yeah. I understand it. I disagree with it. Yeah. I'll move on. Well, that's, that's weird to me, because, like, I could sit here and I could argue from Miracle all day long, but ultimately, in the end, like... You want to watch Space Jam? You want to watch Space Jam. Whereas, yeah. in the end, I'll watch Miracle. The monsters are just fun, and the whole thing is just fun. It's but just I will tell is. you, uh, just want to toss this out here, guys. Uh, like, the fourth or fifth CD I ever got in my entire life was the Space Jam soundtrack. Uh, which and I think is actually super underrated. Hardcore. I mean, Quad City DJs all the way. Yeah. yeah. Let's ride yeah. that train. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, so um, we have a 32 movie bracket. Our first entrant into the Final Four is going to be Space Jam. It came out of the basketball hockey uh, bracket, and I honestly can't believe that uh, discussing these movies with you two, a basketball movie uh, made it out of this bracket. I really would have thought that hockey would have carried the day. But I think for the most part, uh, the Final Four over here was three hockey movies and a basketball movie, so they, were, yeah. they weren't underrepresented by any means. Um, really but yeah... Uh, I don't know. I thought this was a lot of fun. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Actually, I enjoyed this. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of good. It was kind of a little long-winded, but whatever. Well, it's definitely long-winded. We we're going almost 90 minutes at this point. Yeah, so... You edit out, right? Well, I mean, 
There's a whole part there where we talked about uh, Space Jam. We just edit that. We just edit the whole Space Jam part just to get like Miracle One. Yeah, I'm good at that. We'll just Miracle One to move on. Just uh, chop it up all funny. And so the, the team that comes out of this bracket is and then Miracle. Come back to miracle. <laughs> oh, geez. It's just Liam's voice. Miracle. I really think that uh, the um, the things that we learned today that were really important though were uh, David's completely distractingly. Um, just devastating fear of furries, I think, is the important thing. <laughs> oh, it's not a fear. So, if you're playing, if you're playing David in fantasy hockey, just spam him with pictures from furry conventions. And then, I think, yeah, you're then, you're then you're outing yourself for going to furry conventions. It's called Google. There's probably a furry subreddit on No, no, no. I, no, I'm doing that because I'm going to totally fuck your world up because I know all your fears. Okay. Can you, just, can you just, like, make it in a public thread so nope. you can follow along? That's, that's rude. Okay. I mean, I mean, the other side of that, too, is if you want to make Jess forget to set her lineup, just send her really sexy pictures of Woody Harrelson. No. And she will, uh, no, 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 she'll get I, super distracted. I have one thing she doesn't. I have her password. You don't have my password for... For Yahoo? No, you don't. Yeah. Well, I'll change it. <laughs> so that's going to take, like, two minutes to fix. I mean, that's a dumb thing. Like, why, would you, why, would you tell her that? why would you really? Why would you tell her to get her password? It's because I think my face. I'm you, like, like that's how I remember my password. I know. You think your face is that hard to fake? Um, that, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah, you don't have to respond to that. That's that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Alright, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, this was a lot of fun. So this is uh, part one of four of our giant movie bracket. Um, Who are you yeah. at next? I don't know. So we have the baseball bracket, the football bracket, and the miscellaneous brackets right. left. Who um, I don't know. So I feel like, like part of me wants to do football movies with Isaiah, but I feel like football movies are also the most accessible to like a larger number of people because people sure. tend to enjoy those more. Sure. I feel like baseball is more of a niche that like a lot of people don't get into baseball as much. So I feel like I can probably do baseball with Isaiah. I feel like he's going to be like super excited to talk about Angel, yeah, Angels in the Outfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to have a second person then? Like how we have? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's incredibly yeah. difficult to get, um, People even on the fucking phone to do this. Jacob, I'll tell you what. If you want, if you give me the list, I will start watching I, baseball movies. I will watch. All, I, I might have already seen a lot of them. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying to see some of them. My, well, my brother played baseball and like was infatuated with the sport Ooh, yeah, for all years. Yes, you guys should oh, do space. Yeah, space you should space do the miscellaneous one. We'll do the miscellaneous one. Okay. You and right. Ashley. I need that list. All right. So, I'll, yeah, we'll get that list. Um, so. We really want you to have Pepe on the, the prop podcast. I yes, Pepe, really you need to come do this. It's really fun. He's got to just tell me that he listens to it and he's, he's interested in doing it. You know, okay. We'll, we'll find something to talk about. Uh, okay. Done. <laughs> All right. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. Um, yeah, thank you guys for coming up yeah, and uh, hanging out. And, uh, yeah, this is a, this is a shit ton of fun. Yeah, so we'll yeah. have to do it again. Okay. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Bye. Talk to you soon. Woo. That was a ton of fun. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of grievances from this episode, though, uh, whether it's related to movies that we forgot or movies that should have performed better in the bracket, uh, or if you're just Isaiah and you're bitter at how terrible your team has played so far in this season. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, I walk away from this episode encouraged that I'm sure you felt something, uh, whether it's rage, entertainment, or shame, it's all the same to me. I, I just want us to build a connection that makes you break into my house in the middle of the night, stand over my bed, and smile as you watch me breathe, because you just can't quit me. 
Or something like that, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll leave this Valentine's Day episode uh, quoting Eva from Goon. Uh, I dig hockey players. The violence, the beer. I get horny a lot.